Thank you for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of the Mile High Show. You're listening to episode 162. This is my talk with three local artists. Uh, the three sitting down with me today are Jim Piduck, Jonathan J.P. Perpich, and Leslie Earl Lyman. Leslie Earl is no uh, stranger to these microphones. He's sitting in kind of as a co-host today. Uh, we recorded at the Prescott Center for the Arts in Prescott, Arizona. That is our, our main community theater right there in Prescott. Beautiful, beautiful theater on Marina. And uh, the information on the theater can be found at pca-az.net. And uh, Jim Piduck is the director of their most recent production, Lost in Yonkers, a Pulitzer Prize-winning play by Neil Simon. Uh, great story, great uh, great cast, including J.P., Jonathan Perpich. Uh, J.P. plays uh, Uncle Louie in the show, one of the most colorful characters in the cast and uh, and a good guy to talk with. He's, I've been working with J.P. last couple of weeks on some side projects. First time I met him was uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and uh, uh, and I'm glad I did. Uh, look for a show. We talk about it a little bit in uh, in this podcast this week, but uh, we've talked about it off mic as well. Pretty soon, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to sit down and do a full show just with JP because he has a fascinating story, a fascinating history, and uh, a lot of fun tales. He uh, dips his toe in it a little bit today, telling us just a little teaser of what we will hear uh, on his solo podcast. But uh, uh, the main thrust of what we are talking about today was with Jim Piduck. Uh, wanted to sit down with him. I've been wanting to for a while. He's uh, both a director and actor at the PCA, and uh, his name keeps popping up on various projects over there. And uh, in the course of my talking with other folks uh, associated with the arts community in Prescott, his name keeps popping up, and I just haven't had a chance to sit down and talk with him, so I'm glad I did. Uh, both uh, JP and Les uh, did a project with Jim and others uh, re- uh, about a year or so ago, uh, American Buffalo, that uh, Les provided the music on, and uh, they've got some other projects coming up. So sit back and enjoy my talk with Jim Piduck, Jonathan Perpich, and Leslie Earl Lyman talking about, among other things, Lost in Yonkers which uh, I saw a preview of the other night. It was a great production. It opens for the public tomorrow, which is whenever you're listening to this. It'll be January 25th, and we'll run through the weekend for the next couple of weeks. Uh, So it's a limited run, two weekends. Uh, Check it out. There's a couple of matinees uh, mixed in there. Information on the play is... Right there in our show links, just click on the PCA, Prescott Center for the Arts, uh, link right there in our show notes, as well as both Jim and JP's IMDb pages, but also online, pca-az.net. Again, pca-az.net is the web home for the Prescott Center of the Arts and uh, Lost in Yonkers is the production, so sit back and enjoy, please. Oh, also, milehighshow.com. Use that Amazon link there as a way to get what you need delivered to your home and, without any extra cost to you, support the show. We get a little kickback from Amazon, so please use that Amazon link at milehighshow.com and go to pca-az.net to pick up your tickets for Lost in Yonkers Featuring Jonathan Perpich and directed like by Jim Piduck. Enjoy the conversation. Take it away, Les. Introduce yourself. Tell us where we can find out about you and plug any gigs you got coming up or any projects you're working on. My name is Leslie Earl Lyman. Um, not a serial killer. Not a serial killer. <laughs> uh, like, if you really want some backstory on that, you can go back in the, the, the archives to the very first time. 
that Matt and I sat down to talk, and he just could. He kept calling me James Earl Ray. You know, oh <laughs> I called you every three person, three name person, with the because exception, I think, just, of Michael J. Just, Fox. You know, like the Earl just threw him off. He's like, my God, he didn't know what to do with that. I get like it, it's got. You were better. James Earl Jones. You had to let him go first, didn't yeah. you? But uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Anyway, um, I uh, um, I'm a singer songwriter soldier for the scene. I have. Gosh, man! Like I, I played, like I did a show for with you guys yep. um, last summer. Was it last summer? Was yeah. it last summer? I can't even remember. It's been Me so either. much between now. That was which was fall, a hoot. Think, yep, yeah, it was last fall. That was a hoot. Um, my next gig, um, I will be playing at Stromboli's in Cottonwood, the big room. <laughs> Stromboli's. <laughs> I think my good friend Darren Mahoney is going to come play with me. Um, but you know his get a life. Play kind of, date. Yeah. You know, well, you know, <laughs> get get him out of the house and get him out of Chino Valley, away from the bad influence of Matt. <laughs> yeah. He's you know? my neighbor. And I occasionally, <laughs> occasionally, more well, maybe more than occasionally, co-host with him, the 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 infamous Matt Santos, and he wanted me to come today for some ungodly reason, perhaps because he does not like you. Yeah. I don't. Know. <laughs> And and the U's are JP. Tell us about yourself. I can confirm that. Less I've spent enough time with Matt now, knowing that to be true. Uh, I'm Jonathan Perpich. I go by JP, and uh, I'm sitting here in this beautiful theater with Matt and a couple other fellows here, um, just to talk a little bit about this production we're doing right now, which is Lost in Yonkers yeah. by Neil Simon, and, Pulitzer um, Prize winner. Right? Yeah, beautiful play. Ninety-one, something like that. Yep. I get yep. to play the uh, colorful character of Uncle Louie. And uh, <laughs> I'm also just another ne'er-do-well that Matt found on the street that <laughs> needed to hold the mic. So <laughs> here I am. Now, we, I want to hear a little bit, we'll, and we'll get into it as we talk. I want to hear a little bit of your background, but not too much, because... <laughs> That's going to be a whole separate time. JP and I are going to sit down at some point <laughs> and just go off on the wild world of JP. Of story. JP. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did a little a little hunting around and could not find too many clips on YouTube. I'm looking for that last precinct though. We were talking about oh, like, yeah. a couple of days ago. So when we uh, talk today, which section would you like me nah, to be we'll back? We could. We could. It doesn't matter. There's no right. structure to this thing. But it. I do want to sit down with you uh, and just go full bore and let it run and see looking where it takes it, us. Because because huh? uh, yeah. just in our little interaction and about some of the projects you have since we've met in the last week or so. Uh, I can tell that's going to be a fascinating rabbit hole to fall down, yeah, and we you. might even we might even uh, emerge from the other side. Who knows? I will say this: he makes a mean sandwich. Ah, we yes. <laughs> and to your left, you made him the a ma- sandwich. The man of the hour. <laughs> you know, he's going to come live at your house now, right? <laughs> that's fine with me. I need the company. Did he give you a cigar after? Don't feed them. <laughs> don't feed the strays. I just, All right. Oh. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I just had to put one of my cats down, so oh. Matt can come in and take the place. So. Ah. <laughs> well, you know, my, my name is Jim Pyduck, and I'm, uh, I've been involved in theater my whole life, and I love it. And I'm directing uh, this uh, little thing here, uh, Lost in Yonkers, and having a ball doing it. And uh, just the, the having to put his cat down, I, I'm developing a business on my own that I just... Uh, Got together with uh, you know a couple of other people, and what we do is we we uh, do you ever see the back of vans or the back of cars where they have the kids and the mom and the dad and the dog yeah. and the cats yeah. all holding yeah, yeah. hands? Well, we we have a business where we remove like if the cat dies, we remove that. If one of the kids <laughs> die, we remove that. If one of the parents dies, we remove that. Without any, you can't even tell, you know. So. Uh, <laughs> If you want people to know that you know somebody died in your family, they uh, won't even know. Oddly I mean. enough, I know a guy who will just remove the family members. Uh, he doesn't mess with <laughs> well, the we stickers. Got contact with them, you, like, you, you scared know. me a little bit because uh, when you started talking about when you see vans and trunks of cars and things, I've only seen them from the inside. Yeah, right. Look, yeah. <laughs> well, to we kick work them with out. them. They let us know when it's going to happen, and we can. Prepare to remove the you know cat or the dog or the person. Now, Jim, you know, you know that's you know like I've heard a lot of creepy stuff. You know, I mean, just this year, but that is you know quite just frankly, you know, like the, just the look on your face. Well, yeah, we do this, and you know, it's, it's all la 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 la, and he's just very happy about it, and like he's talking about you know death and. Uh, I modeled my character after this. <laughs> <party>. <laughs> 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 
shoot. We used to have a saying, don't, do me a favor. Don't do me no favors. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been in the area, Jim? Ten years. Just about ten years. I uh, went through a, a terrible divorce in Bangor, Maine. That was one of my mm-hmm. last stops. And I thought I was there for the rest of my life. But uh, she backed out and didn't want to be married anymore. And I just got on the Internet and threw things out and uh, sent resumes. And they asked me to come here well, Prescott Valley to teach drama at uh, Bradshaw Mountain High School. Turned out to be the best five years of my life. Did you know much about the area before coming here? Did not. I, uh, I'll be honest with you. This is, this is dead honest. I had in my mind that when I was teaching high school, some of the kids would be coming to school on horses. I just, it was Arizona. No, no, you that's know? Chino Valley, not Prescott Valley. <laughs> well, maybe they do do it there. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I, people from the East Coast, I'm from the East Coast, I'm from uh, New York, Philadelphia. Yeah. And I never would have guessed well, from we that just, voice. <laughs> we have a whole different, uh, yeah, we, we're in the Super Bowl, by the way. Uh, they have a whole different idea of what yeah. it's like. We have no idea what it's like, you know, it's, except movies. You know? I, I worked for the state for a while uh, here in Arizona, and uh, I would interact with people coming in from a lot of tourists. I worked with ADOT for the Motor Vehicle Department mm-hmm. for a while. And you'd have these people coming in. For some reason, Germany was huge. We, you would get these influxes of German tourists who would want to come to... They would rent Harleys and ride Route 66 wow. and the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. And they would just tell you, we want to see cowboys. We want to see cowboys. Yeah, yeah. And that, that fascination with the... Western and the Wild West sure. culture. Yeah, they're in Dallas, by the way. And it's yeah. here. It's here. We have it here too. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. for a little while longer, you know. You know, like it's like for a little while longer. For a little longer. Yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, this is gonna everything up here is it's gonna look like Mesa in about fifteen years. Yeah. You know? <laughs> T- tell me a little bit about your your impressions with and your experiences with Bradshaw at their drama department because I've talked with some of the people there. Jantina Russell, sure. uh, Cynthia Sobo, who are involved in that program yes. still, and some of the others. I was very uh, impressed with my little bit of interaction with them because it's it's a it's a pretty strong program over yeah. there. Yeah. What kind of things did when well, ten years ago? What was it like? Well, ten years ago when I got there, I was really fortunate because they said to me that the principal came up to me and he said, uh, "Figure it out." Or the superintendent said, "Do what you want to do," and so I I figured out my classes. I had five classes uh, a day, 35 kids, you know, in each class, and uh, had two major shows, uh, one in the uh, spring and one in the fall. And, uh, but what I decided to do was this. I mean, I have to reflect who I am. And I could not do things like high school musical, not that there's anything wrong with yeah. it. But I just did all the classics. I brought in, you know, the man who came to dinner, uh, arsenic and old lace. You can't take nice. it with you. All the stuff from the Out 40s. Out the frying pan. You can't take well, the, it with you? Yeah. Dude, that's one of, that is one of my favorite Jimmy Stewart movies. And the kids it, loved it. Oh, dude, yeah. It's great. They it's loved great. it. Because for, they for didn't most have any of them, Yeah, most exposure. of them, it's brand yeah. new for them. Yeah. yeah. And but coming from the real world, like I worked in New York City for a long time as an actor. And, uh, you know, struggled like everybody else. But I, I did. I worked as an actor for 16 years. So they knew that. Yeah. That I had cred to them. You know what yeah. I mean? So they immediately went with me. And the first thing I did was uh, Our Town. And yeah. you know, I went from there. You know? Well done. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I believe, and I, don't, I know very little about, about the theater in general, mm-hmm. and specifically musical theater. But I, yeah, I, well, I'm not interested in that. One of the things that I've, I've come to learn is that Musical theater for me is is a lot like Chinese food. There's nothing better than great musical theater. There's nothing worse than bad musical. Yeah, theater. I guess you're right. And when you've yeah. had bad Chinese food, it could wreck your weekend. Yeah. I gotta but, yeah. say, I'm a little prejudiced. I want to get my boy in here, but I'm a little prejudiced with musical theater, and they call it you know it has nothing to do with sexuality, but they call it straight theater. Yeah, where, you know, it's what we're doing here, pretty much. It's dramatic. a little bit funny, dramatic yeah. or, or whatever, but. It, to me, that's theater. That's what, blood and guts theater. Yeah. Man, what, what I mean? kind of time do we live in where you had to like preface straight theater <laughs> I know, with like, I this know. is not about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, uh, for, I mean, what the heck? Man? I know. Well, it was, <laughs> it's a fact. For years, know? it was kind of the same thing. There was journalism and then there was television journalism. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. There was right. that, that same media. Stigma. Yeah, and, you exactly. Know, all that stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, to, to see the, the program here at Prescott Center for the Arts, the level of of talent, the le- level of productions. I, the last time I was in here, 
previous to to uh, to Monday night for the media night here for Lost in Yonkers was a couple months back for Fiddler on the Roof. One of my all-time favorite productions, the the story, the play itself, mm-hmm. I've seen it. It was one of the first movies I remember seeing that wasn't like a Disney movie. It was like the Correct. first adult yeah. movie. I, what did you think of yeah. the production They here? did great. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. I was actually the constable in that. Oh, nice. Okay. Part. Tradition. I, I love the <laughs> I just story. locked everybody up. Yeah, I love the... <laughs> the not everybody. Yeah, yeah, no. JP's still running around wild. <laughs> uh, but the the the... Level of talent, the level of experience here in our area really surprised me. Totally agree with you. Because, yeah. again, not being immersed in the theater mm-hmm. scene, not knowing all the players, mm-hmm. but to walk in and see the just the level of stuff they're doing here is really nice. And I think yeah. there's a, a large section of our population that knows that and that's aware of it, but mm-hmm. there's a whole nother group of folks in this quad Cinco City area, whatever you want to call it, that really have no idea what happens within these build, these yeah. walls here yep. at the building. I totally yeah. agree with you, yeah. yeah. What, now, talk a little bit about your history on um, with, with acting in general. You said you were working yeah. actor yeah. for us. Well, it's... Uh, <clears throat> there's a guy next to me. His name's JP. And yeah. He's, he's, uh, I, I'm just going to go make less of sandwich. Yeah, he's going to make us some lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Well, I'll t- here, here. I'll go from here. Uh, I went to a, an all, all boys Catholic high school, you know, and we had no theater department, yeah. so it wasn't even a, an option. But we did have to give a speech. You had to give a speech in front of the class. And I swear to you, this is the truth. I was making plans to run away from home." before I would get in front of that class and give a speech. Yeah. And it turns out I spent my whole life in theater. <laughs> you know, I had no idea. We don't know, you know, what's going to happen in our lives. And I totally, every time, I'm, I have two young boys who I love, who I'm directing in this play, and I talk to them all the time. If you get bad vibes from people, bad feedback, don't do that. Don't be an actor. It's not a real job. Get a steady yeah. job. Follow your heart. You know, and I did it my whole life, and I'm an old man now, and I'm a happy old man because and, I did that. And that's what I was getting at because the both of you have had and have careers in the arts, which Correct. a lot of people don't do. A lot of people like myself uh, and a lot of the musicians and artists in our area here because we have a thriving artist community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not what they, they have their jobs and then they have their art. Yeah. Now, yeah. both of you, JP and Jim, you guys have been able to make a living. Mm-hmm. Also, with your art, what what were some of the first? Not here. This, well, no. Yeah, right. I was, was going to jump in with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just really, in I, I want to yeah. be an actor. Yeah. I want to be an actor. If you guys are making a living, uh, what well, what motivated you? You with your 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 oral presentation in high school? Kind of was that like a jumping off point for you? Once I didn't. You I, did, did I didn't. It? I don't think I did it. I oh. think I just like was sick that day or something. I I just was petrified. It wasn't an option. It wasn't something yeah. that I thought about. Like some kids say, "Oh, I want to be a movie star. I want yeah. to be an actor." I just never thought that, and it turned out to be uh, a guy. A, a guy came up to me in, in this dead end job that I had. I called it the Land of the Dead with cubicles and stuff like yeah. that. And he said, I'm going to go to an acting class. This was 1973. Do you want to come with me? And I said, no way, man. And he said, well, I'll buy beers after. And oh, I said, okay. Sign me yeah. up. Yeah. And that there. was it. You know, yeah. about you, JP? Was it well, Jim just want- told my story. It's nah. weird. You were I, buying I, kids beer? What? Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and making them sandwiches. I grew up a terribly introverted kid. Um, you know, just absolutely tremendous social anxiety. Didn't feel comfortable around people. And I ended up in a speech class in ninth grade. I failed that class because mm. I absolutely refused to get up and wow. give a yeah, speech. And then... And that day, that was the end of uh, what we called uh, junior high school. Yeah. And so I was going on to high school, 10th grade, and um, somebody told me about this class. It's said, oh, Mick class is real easy. All the guy does is play chess all day long. Yeah. So I got into this class. The first thing I wanted us to do is get up on stage and do an improv. It was a drama class. And I got the hell out of there. Um, and then I kind of whooshed around a little bit in uh, like a, what they call an office training class where you get send passes on. And it didn't work out, and the only place left to go back to was that <laughs> class. So I went back in, I wow. sucked it up, I did my first improv, I did a thing, you know, the Jackie Gleason hobo thing, and yeah. something changed. Mm. I mean, something completely changed in my life, and, uh, you know, I fell in love with theater, I got the bug, as they call it, 
and uh, you know, ended up going to UCLA, studying theater there and film, and uh, got an agent and had a pretty good run in the eighties. You know, I did about thirty shows. What was your first paying gig? Uh, let's see. I'll tell you about my first auditions first. Yeah, go. My like two weeks into school, uh, one of my instructors, a professor, came to me and he said, "There's a guy looking for." Um, you know, for somebody, a young actor, and he came to me and wondered if I had any students, and I want you to send you, send you out to this audition. And so I didn't, I didn't have anything professionally prepared, right? So I had a handwritten resume on lined paper <laughs> and, a, a, like, I literally a Polaroid photograph <laughs> that somebody took that morning. And I walked into this office, and uh, they brought me in and sat down across the desk from this guy, and turned out his name was George Lucas, and he was oh auditioning God. for Star Wars, the original Star Wars. And I had never auditioned professionally yeah. before. I had no idea what I was doing. But he thought I was so cute that he sent me over to Brian De Palma, who was auditioning for um, you know, the Stephen King piece. And um, I auditioned for him and, and didn't get either role. But that's how I sort of began. The first paying gig, the first when I got my SAG card... Um, I actually was on uh, my first job was The Incredible Hulk. And I was just telling the, one of the kids in the show, I said, yeah, I remember my first line, don't take my car. The <laughs> <laughs> great uh, Bill Bixby. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he like, was talking to Lou. You were talking to Lou, yeah. and, uh, not Bill. It was like, Lou, don't throw down. It was actually Bill Bixby. <laughs> right? Bill? Yeah, he yeah. ran out and yeah. he stole my car. Oh, and, Bill uh, stole your car? As he was turning into the Oh, Hulk, okay, yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, I was also t- thinking about, you know, I talked about modeling, you know, my character. Yeah. Um, this, this performance I'm doing on this show is really kind of an homage to my uncle Nick, my brother's uncle Nick, who was, uh, rumored to have been connected with the mob. Yeah. Uh, he spent quite a bit of time in New York and, uh, he was just a character. He was so funny. I remember I was working, uh, on a home in Portland, Oregon. And uh, he was up there for some reason. I think he lived there for a little bit. And he came over and he goes, what are you doing? And I said, well, you know, we're doing some fix-up on the home. He goes, I got some friends that can make this an empty lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, I love my Uncle Nick. And so a lot of the stuff I do as this character is uh, Uh, is an honor. Could I just jump in here with that? I'm, I'm the director of this project that he's talking about. And I just thought about this on the way over you know, JP and I have become really close friends in the, yeah. in the past couple of years. We're like brothers, you know, and we worked on American Buffalo together, which uh-huh. was huge. Yeah, you guys project. were good in that. It was, uh, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was a treat. But I want to just say that what I was thinking about on the way over here was the job that you're doing with Uncle Louie is just, uh, it's, you know, as an actor watching another actor, I'm a director also, but I'm, I'm an actor also, and I'm mm. watching you up there. It's just a joy yeah. because you just keep finding yeah. things, and it's so real. You Thank know what you. I mean? It just is, and it, it's. I don't. Know, I, I I run out of superlatives, you know. Well, but what I what I can tell you from watching you guys work is, you know, like every night was like, well, I, I want to. Well, what about this? We'll try this. We'll try yep. that. And it was real. It, it really wasn't the same show. Sort it was of the like same jazz. Story. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same story, but you're like, well, I'm going to try a little bit of this. There was the whole. Yeah. There was the whole like you know, the mirror thing where you're like you're adjusting your, your yourself. <laughs> and, and people would come in and they would go, where do you think the best seat in the house was? I go right there by the mirror. It <laughs> <laughs> is invariably some oh, woman, right? Get my, get my boys in line. <laughs> you know? But it was it was really. Oh, I'm going to really take that as a heck of a compliment, Les, because yeah. for me, I got to be honest with you, Jim and I have talked about this. That was as close to a spiritual theatrical experience that I've ever had. It yep. was one of, it, it was my favorite theatrical experience Same ever. It was incredible. Yeah, and it's amazing yeah. how we don't know, you know, in this uh, journey that we're on, like you and, uh, and myself too, with, uh, you know, not uh, wanting to, to get on stage to give a speech. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then it turns out, in spite of us, the universe seeks order in our lives. Yeah. You know that I, we both wind. Here we are sitting next to each other. Absolutely. At this point in our lives, after a career, both of us in in you know show business and theater. Yeah, yeah. Back to American Buffalo. You know, with Jim and Paul and you know just to, and Ryan. We had a beautiful cast, and yep. Paul you know guided us with a really loving hand. 
But, you know, we had things like they were doing the roof. They were fixing yeah. the <laughs> oh freaking roof during that production. And uh, we couldn't do anything about it. Robin worked her butt off. Robin is our executive director here trying to figure out how to solve that problem. And there was not a solution. So at least four or five shows, we're yep. doing the show and they're banging on <laughs> banging the roof. The roof. <laughs> yep. And uh, it was became kind of fun. I kept, yep. you know, getting excited about hearing them bang up there so that yeah. we could deal with it. We, so, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, and we can't Shut use the up. language that we used in play <laughs> yes. on, uh, yeah. on our uh, podcast, but uh, it was, you know, yeah. we, we, we would develop this thing. I would say, well, if you pay the guys, they wouldn't be bagging up there, you know. We had the freedom right in the middle of nowhere. Is there a marching band up there or what? <laughs> and it's really, and it's in, in that room, you know, it's this little room, and it's really close, yeah. and it's really intimate. And, you know, and there's this thing, it's almost... It's almost like having a like theater in your living room. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, people Very have, have yep. said that. It was yeah, really super, really super intimate, and it was probably you know probably one of the the funner things I think I've done artistically here. Nice you know? to hear. Well, yeah, well, you know, it was just like, it was a good it, it was it was really a nice introduction of what people were doing around here. Yeah, was, yeah. You know, I knew Paul already. You know, Paul, yeah. Paul, but, dude, you have to get involved in this. Like, eh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want. Well, like, know, let, let me just get to. I want to just talk about what you mentioned about the Quad City area and the talent here and I totally uh, agree with you that mm-hmm. there oh, yeah. whether it's oh, yeah. like people like us who you know like me who is retired here now but he's still working here and there are other people but I talked to a guy and he said you know there's a potential of this area if we had some funding yes. to do a Tanglewood thing you know where the summertime Explain Tanglewood it's it's the th- thing in the East Coast where they people from the cities like New York City and Connecticut they go to this place and they have all this art that goes on sort of in the woods and you know the 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 um, more bucolic kind of atmosphere but we have what we have here and if we could you know have some funding we could have the people from Phoenix yeah. and from you know New Mexico from Colorado who want to get away especially Phoenix they want to get away from the heat. They call them snowbirds yeah. on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that they come up here, and this thing is packed. We have a summer rep, and uh, JP did it, where it's sold out every night. You know what I mean? Because people, people come up from – but yeah. I'm just saying, it's kind of the, this pie-in-the-sky thing that if we had funding, we have the talent to, to mount something. Well, like there's, that, there's, there's, there's always been a lot of potential. I, I tell you this quick story about when I came. You were talking to Jim about it, what brought him here. I was living with a woman at the time, and we had uh, <clears throat> we uh, were living in a motorhome. I'd been in a motorhome for nearly at that time. I think it was three and a half years, and uh, we were in a lot in Del Mar, California, and the races were coming in. So we had to move. And I asked her where you want to move, and she said, "Can we go? My kids are in in Arizona. Can we go?" Um, I said, absolutely not. I am not living in the <laughs> desert, you know? And I was one of those guys who assumed the entire state was saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she said, no, nah, we got some friends up there in this beautiful place called Prescott Valley. And so I called one of the uh, temp agencies up here. And I said, uh, I just want to find out if there might be some employment if we do choose to move up in that area. Yeah. And she said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm an actor. I'm a writer. I'm a director. I'm a videographer. I'm an editor. Um, you know, I'm a production artist. I'm a teacher. And, you know, I gave him the list of all the different things that I had skills. And she takes a breath and looks like she's, you know, it seems like she's looking through some paper. And she goes... Nope, nothing for you. <laughs> you know? We so, just made it sound like you couldn't hold a job. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much, it, but that was true. So. Ask, yeah. Matt, ask Matt to like give you his resume. Uh, <laughs> I, I intended. So it's anyway, we, we you know we took a flyer and we ended up coming up here, and uh, I had no idea that a there was this much culture mm-hmm. up here. Found out there were 33 art galleries in this little town. I think it was about 35,000 people when we moved up here. Um, And then the theater. Right away I got involved in the theater and with a company called the Arizona Classical Theater and then here. And on top of that, some of you listeners may know that I'm involved in the recovery community. And um, I had no idea that this was the recovery capital yeah. of the world. Yeah. And I ended up finding employment in the uh, you know, treatment industry. The, yep. the, the thing is about this area, and I keep telling people, is that there's nothing that's built. 
You know, there's not that, like, a lot of places you'll go where there's a, a big arts community, that everything's this monolith of trying, like, uh, and they all sort of own everything. And so if you want to get involved in it, or, like, have a better idea, do something, the first thing you have to do is deal with the whatever society, the jazz society, the blues society, the theater society, or something like that. If you, and so you have to sort of, like, go through that. But here, if you want to build something, there's no one to tell you no. You That's just right. go over. You can go over. Go over here. Well, this looks like a nice yep. spot. Yep. I think I'll do this. You know, I want to make. You know, and mm-hmm. as, if it makes you happy, there's no one. Like you're not really competing with anybody yep. as of yet. Yeah, you yeah. know. But you know. But, but you know. And I, I found that to be. You know. I found, like you. This is why you guys come here. You have all like all this experience, and then you can build stuff. Sure. You can be part of. There's a there's things. a place in Prescott Valley that. But JP and I, I, I worked there yeah. through JP, yeah. called Lark Productions, yeah. L-A-A, two, two A's. Right. And it's sort of, I hate to say it, but a mom and pop thing. Right. And they do Shakespeare. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, and how it's cool like they is just that? do it. How cool is that? There's no, yeah. there's no there, like there isn't this thing where you have to, you know, like you were talking about doing funding. Well, you know, when, when you do things small... Right, you don't have to please That's like, true. like the, That's true. The, right. the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You don't have to please like whoever's funding. You know, like I Absolutely. mean, like whoever's funding like PBS or whatever. You can do what you want. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about that money thing. And if like there's no one to like, no one to like uh, come in and uh, like as frequently happens in a in an art community. Like like if they can't, you know, they can't. They may not be able to you know, have their own creativity, but they'll come in and throw money at it and they'll own it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so what, like, this is why the art scene is so cool here and yeah. not cool at the same time. Cause there's Correct. a, no Correct. money, right. But right. B, there's no one to tell you, but no. I like listening to you because that's that yeah. the pureness of it, yeah. you know, the purity of, right. of what art is, you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with money. You know what I mean? Yeah. That just doesn't. But it can't survive without. But it, you it have seems, to. You, you have know? to get paid. You know. So I mean, this goes back to the Renaissance, where like you, like you have to have someone that believe. You know, someone to fund you so yeah. you can do your art. Sure. Well, you know, people are self funding here. They get like they get a job, and then they do stuff in their spare time. And like yeah. you guys provide yeah. everybody up here. Oh, there goes my phone. Yay, that's cool. But like you guys provide these people with an outlet for stuff. I, you know. I put, like uh, there are people I know and I've known them for years man I never see them happier when they're here you yep. know and they're like taking part in making this thing happen you if know? we're using our cre- if we're using our creativity we are happy people yeah yeah Spe- I don't care what it is yeah. speaking yeah. of Shame. speaking of funding all you artists out there you can go to milehighshow.com <laughs> and use that Amazon link to buy all your supplies okay commercial over beautiful <laughs> That's a good commercial. That's how for we me. fund. Well, yeah. Now, for for both of you, Jim and and JP, you you have both uh, television, movie, and stage credits. Talk a little bit about the difference between uh, the the what attracts you to each of those mediums as far as plying your craft. Well, I'll just go first because you know, as I said, I lived in New York City in Manhattan for sixteen years and, and made a living, but. My primary thing has always been theater. Yeah. And even in New York City, especially, I guess, in New York City, it's the least uh, remunerative of any of the arts. You know? So I had to do television commercials, yeah. which I, I'm a, you know, a vowed socialist, you know? <laughs> and I had to uh, do these uh, corporate uh, commercials to, to make G- money. Give us an example of one. What, able, like what? Um, what were you shilling? <laughs> One of them was uh, stuff called Dimatap. Dimatap! <laughs> and there was a little kid said, take two of these and call me in the morning. And he had two little cookies. What an actor. You, oh, yeah. I thought I was going to say, that's some great acting. You played a child? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Now, now you've also have uh, some some in your your IMDb page. Did I say that? I always get those letters flip flopped. The oldest uh, website on the net. Uh, uh, on the internet, see, see no evil, hear that. no evil. Yes, yeah. yeah. What, what was what was that I, experience yeah, I like? Just, I played a, a sleazy businessman in a <laughs> broken down hotel in uh, motel in uh, in uh, um, New Jersey, right that, off you know, right across. That the was the Wilder uh, prior. But I gotta venture. say, you know, uh, Arthur Hill, Arthur Hiller directed that, and he directed a few of the like Silver Streak and stuff like that. Yeah. It was Gene Wilder and uh, Richard Pryor. And Richard Pryor, yeah. And I remember, you know, doing a, uh, I had a, we had to wait all day long, and I and I was supposed to be this businessman in here with you know with with an eighteen year old girl, 
you know, <laughs> younger than 18, actually. And so the... So they come knocking on the doors so, of so all the motel life, rooms. Then. I'm just, yeah, right. yeah. They come knocking on the doors, and they knock on our door, and I come out in my underwear with this <laughs> young girl, and I say, YouTube here was I 18, come. you know? And uh, <laughs> so what I did was that the girl was waiting for me. She was this young actress who had no, you know, I said, I want to give her something to do, so do me a favor. I said, when I say that, whack me in the stomach, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, elbow in the stomach. And she did. You know, so Arthur Hill is directing it, and we get to the scene, we do it, she pops me, and he goes, you know, I don't know, I, you know, that's a little bit much for me for that scene. Could you just cut that part out? I said, sure. So we did it again, we just did it without the thing, Yeah. and he came up to me, he said, you know, your way's better, do uh, it that way. Nice. Went, wow, man, what a cool guy, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you you had mentioned going to the classics on in your in your drama classes. Yes, you were in. Uh, it I wrote it down. I don't want to. Warren Beatty, Annette Bening. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, love affair or fair to remake? Falling in love? No. Was was it love affair? Too, love affair. Yeah, it was, was a it, remake yeah. of a an remake. affair to remember. Correct. Which is Cary Grant, right? Yep. And meet me on the on the yeah uh, yeah. Um, which is Empire been, State Building at such and such yeah. a time, which was in Sleepless and Sleepless. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, One of the classic love stories yes. ever. Yeah. What was the experience working on that I on that remake? You, I, was, I was the hotel captain, you know, the, and all I had to do was have this thing. Of, there was this, uh, Alfred Hitchcock calls it the what, MacGuffin. What, what, what does that pay? Just curious. Like, is that ex, cause you're I'll an tell extra, you, right? I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, if you are just an extra, right. it's like the lowest pay. So yeah. I don't know what it is now, but then it was like about $120. You yeah. know what I mean? If you said one word, it was $750. Oh, wow. I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they're always trying to, like, not get you to say anything, you know, <laughs> so they can save that, whatever it was. Which is a difficult but, but with task Lord, with Jim. I've got to tell you, I had nothing going on. You in- know... I was talking to, I don't know if it was you or man, I says, I don't know why you want me here with Jim because no, one's, no one else is going to get to say I know, anything. I know, I know. This is, this sounds like, right. but I, I've been told that I could talk the balls off a pool table. My, <laughs> my goal for this podcast is, is for the listener to kind of feel like they just kind of yeah. sat down next to you at a diner yeah. or on the bar and was just okay, over here so in the conversation. The current record, record, the current record I, for I hogging the mic is what? Is it 54 minutes? Yeah. No, it was a, it was a 54-minute podcast yeah. and Les had 38 minutes That's of me. it. So, so oh, like, that's 30 minutes. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> no, go ahead. I've been timing. He's got 32, so he, I think he's going to beat this. So. <laughs> but it's all like cliffhanger stuff. <laughs> and the great Gary Shandling was in that. Yeah, you you, yeah. you were going to say something about uh, about uh, Warren Beatty, and then well, we'll, I showed we'll up get, and I pass it over to JP. A, yeah, I was just the uh, bell captain, and I had a little little uh, scene with him, you know. And I walked in, and he came up to me, and he goes, uh, "Hi, I'm I'm Warren Beatty," and I said, "Hi, I'm Jim Pyduck." And the thing that impressed me was, you know, he's just I just love him, you know. But he he said, if, "How about if Jim does this? Jim, is it okay if we do this? Jim, okay." He must have said my name. 15, 20 times wow. that day. And I was so impressed with that. You know what I mean? Because I was just this yeah. like, little uh, extra kind of guy. You know? yeah. And it didn't matter to him. It was a job. It was a piece of work that he was doing, and it all mattered. Mm. You know? Nice. Which I respected. And I still do. You know? he, he doesn't get enough. I don't think he... He doesn't get enough credit for what I he does. I totally like, agree. I mean, like, one of my favorite movies is Splendor <laughs> in the Grass, because anything with Natalie in it is like... <laughs> no, anything mm. with Natalie is good, yeah. but like that whole movie is just you know this this whole exercise in like uh, like being that character, and yeah. not and not yeah. overacting, you know, because and not saying too much and just sort of like you know being that guy. Yep. Yeah, it was yep. like you know not what it, he's not what he his dad wants him to be, and, you know, all this, yeah. other, all this other stuff and. The, the tragedy of their high school years. And he's really good really in that. Good. Yep. He's really yep. good in that. Yep. And, and, like, and people just go Warren Beatty and like they kind of, like everybody remembers Hairspray, right? <laughs> that's, mm. that's what he gets. That's what he, or Dick Tracy, which is another. Yeah, shampoo, oh, you shampoo. mean. Yeah, shampoo, yeah. yeah Hairspray yeah. was water. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Yeah. Although, although yeah. that would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> Warren Beatty He'd probably Divine. be up for it, too. <laughs> what, what, talk a little bit about your your television and did you have much on a silver screen or mainly television forgotten how to talk now it's, uh, um, <laughs> no. you just you Trust breathe me. out and just you move your lips and i'll talk right, okay yeah. <laughs> we've been doing that for 33 Char- minutes Char- charlie mccarthy style. 
<laughs> you're Thank gonna God get we love your, each other. You're going to get your whole show, JP. I don't. Just me and you and, and, and a sandwich. And a sandwich. Says that to everybody, man. Sounds good to me, brother. Um, what was the question? No, nah, I just want to hear some more. Other than the Incredible Hulk and getting your car swiped by Bill Bixby. Yeah. What? what <laughs> oh, I. Just, look, some of your experiences on screen. Um, Dolly Parton. Tell about Dolly Parton. <laughs> I want to hear that one. That yeah, goes Dolly in the Parton. other show. All right. That should be a video show yeah. with Dolly Parton. It's one of his girlfriends. Um, yeah, and I've. Uh, probably my favorite experience was working on Golden Girls. I was just telling uh, Duncan, one of the younger actors, and these these women cared so much about their craft. I had just done another show the week before, and it was about a bunch of young girls. I'll, I'll hold the name of the show, but um, they, you know they were uh, like entitled and didn't yeah. care much about the craft, and don't make me say these words. And I get on the set with these women, and we did the read through. And immediately, so we're going to take about a two-hour break because we need to rewrite this thing. It's not there yet. And they cared so much about it. And they were all so loving and yeah. kind. And, you know, so that experience was remarkable. I, um, you know, I had that series, the Stephen Cannell series. You were talking about, you know, another parallel experience. It's weird. One of my roles Stephen is, Cannell? Which one? Uh, um, well, Cannell. the first time I worked with him, Cannell, yeah, was... Um, Actually, I, I believe it's Cannell. So Stephen Cannell, uh, the first one I think that it's I worked. Stefan. What's that? I think it's Stefan. There, Jay, in there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how far we can derail the yeah. story. Uh, uh, it was Stephen. I know that oh, much. Macking noise backstage. There's a show called Riptide with Perry King, and I forget the other actor's name. And um, and I had played a character where one of my lines was literally, "I didn't know she was only 17." <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm telling you. It wasn't actually in the script. It yeah. was just some hidden camera footage in the back. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I just love it. I really Saying do. it to a police officer That's and they caught it on trope, tape. isn't it? That, that whole. It's amazing. It's almost a trope. I, I, she, she, I, I had no idea she wasn't no. 18. She told me she was 18. Yeah. No. yeah. She told me she was 18, but she wasn't. So, I, you know, I did. Uh, unlike Jim, I didn't get a chance to do any feature work. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Came close a couple of times. Um, I auditioned for uh, Ron Howard for a, a film called Gung Ho. And nice. It was between me and John Turturro, and Turturro had just come from oh, New York, wow. and he ended up having yeah. a hell of a career. Great actor. Michael Keaton, right? Keaton, well, yeah. yeah. Really good. Yeah. I, I want to drop back a little bit. I'm sorry. The The role that you auditioned for for Lucas, do you, what was the role? It was R2-D2, right? No, it was the Mark Hamill role. <laughs> really? Yeah, wow. it was Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> now, my, my appreciation, or should I say lack thereof, of the Star Wars franchise has been well documented on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I just don't get it. I don't I th- either. But of, of all the characters, one of the reasons I just don't get it is Mark Hamill. Yeah. I just didn't get he, I, every time he was on screen, I was like, yeah, get this guy up. Mm. I, I will go on record right now saying that I, I think it would have been a much better movie had you gotten the role. Yeah. Well, bless your it's kind it. soul, sir, but it didn't work out that way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 another sandwich. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I was lucky. I, literally, not yeah. many people get to have a decade-long career of yeah. doing the shows that I got to do. And, you know, having a lead in a series, the... That that show, uh, the appearance on Riptide, kind of set the laid the groundwork for me doing, you know, my biggest role, which was the starring role in a series that lasted 13 episodes. That was a Stephen J. Cannell show, um, and uh, it was called The Last Precinct, and that was a heck of a lot of fun. But I was, you know, to tell you the truth, man, I was deep in my addiction at that point, yeah. and I was a very um, not a very dependable person, and uh, most of the most of the actors, I think, were misbehaving at that time. And what year are we talking? 1986. It was the 86 Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, we, I mean, we had NBC behind us, and this was going to be the you know the thing, the life changing uh, you know event yeah. for me. And uh, mm. and your off camera experiences, as, again, a whole other podcast we'll get into mm. uh, is. Was was not unique 
to that time frame. Right. I mean, that was no, that no, was no, the no. height Pretty of, common, yeah. of well, stick it up your nose. Tell, you try to tell people, man, what it was like. And yeah. like people don't, they don't, you had to have been there. Yeah. Like, you had to be in high school in 1979 or something yeah. like this. Like, yeah. or, or you had to be, you had to be like, you know, we're like, in, you know, I mean, it, it really got out of control in the early, early and people didn't, you, t- you know, People don't even understand. That, it's like, a big lie, the big tipped. cocaine lie. We, yeah, like, it makes band, you better, it makes you smarter. I was playing in. Like, <laughs> we sure in, like, thought 70s. so. We yeah. used to get tipped and like we used to get tipped in white powder. Sure. You know, was, oh yeah. You know, no, no, no. Money, like they yeah. just like here, here. This is good for you. Yeah, the eighties. <laughs> the eighties was a great decade. I don't remember at all. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and, and unfortunately, I had a camera around my neck the whole time, so I have a whole boxes full of negatives going, this looks like fun. I, what was this? I don't know. I'm not in any Did of I them. Do this? Yeah. I, I wasn't in any of them, but it was like, I, when, yeah. when were we in Mexico? I, that would have been fun. <laughs> don't you remember, don't you now, remember you know, that well, month? Well, see, that's what adventure is. I'm not, like, sure. That's what adventure sure. is. is like, yeah. it's, it's, people, it's people being uncomfortable Thousands of miles away, while you read about it in your living room. Too. Yeah, you know, and most of our life is in hindsight. Yeah, and you know it's what I mean? Funny it now. Just it's funny yeah. now, but you know, at we the look time, back. you know, especially at, the older you at get. At the time, yeah. you know, yeah. like you're just kind of like you're like, how did we all? Like, how did I live? Yeah. How did I live yeah. through that? There's, you know, like uh, there's a like what is it? Like everybody talks about how youth is wasted on the young, but no one. No one, no one, no one talks about how how, how like youth almost kills the young. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And, yeah, you know, and almost and like a lot of people. I mean, you know, for every one of us that's still here, right? Yeah. Man? Like, how many people do you know that didn't quite make it, or yeah, or like you know, permanently permanently scarred or something? Well, uh, you know, actually, a lot of people literally ask me that question. Unless, how do you live? <laughs> you know, um, the stuff that I used to do and. It was pretty darn close to, uh, yeah. you know, me you mean not at the time being here they would ask you that? How, yeah, how seriously. You, yeah, yeah I mean, some of my drinking buddies. You know you're in trouble yeah. when they call you the late tent, right? <laughs> like, you know, we'd, we'd be hanging out or camping with guys, oh, JP's in the late tent, meaning that obviously I was the last guy to go to sleep um, <laughs> and the last guy to leave the party and... That's um, got to get up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Frequently the first. No, 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 it's frequently the first guy to get up. Because like, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I, I spent anything left. Or, or, I spent never good, slept at all. So. I spent a good chunk of the eighties uh, photographing comics in San Francisco oh, and boy. a lot of bands, yeah. traveling bands and bigger bands. And I knew it was a. You know, you've kind of hit your limit when a, a band or a roadie or a comic goes. Dude, you're doing way too much. Yeah, right. You need to slow down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. now, you that's when you know, feel great. Yeah. That's when you know you've hit bad when a roadie goes, dude, you're out of control. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then you have the mantra. My mantra was, you don't understand. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the thing is, is that like you know, it's a, it, genetics and good luck, man. You know. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, right. Good luck. Gen- is, yeah. But there's still people like um, like my, my my biggest example would probably be the bass player from Double Trouble. Um, he's got Parkinson's. You know, can can you know, he can just barely play bass. Yeah. And that is that is like a a huge like as as all you know all of us age out. On the back end of that, man, Parkinson's and stuff like it. Like you know, it's it's a it's kind of caused by you know like a serotonin and dopamine imbalance, which is basically yeah. what Neil Diamond just yeah. said he has yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I mean you know, and well you know, I mean, and that like, but these guys are getting it young, you know, yeah, like, and yeah, getting it young like like late forties and stuff. Well, that's the young heart attacks. You know what they oh, yeah. are? They're always powder induced. You well, know, well, yeah. well, that, not that, always, but that li- that living off of like you know McDonald's, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Well, let's bring it back to 2018. Uh, first off, PCA-AZ.net is yep. the is the web home for the Prescott Center for the Arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of process, Jim, did brought you to Lost in Yonkers, which is kind of in a mm-hmm. little bit why we're here, other mm-hmm. than just yeah, hearing, yeah, yeah. hearing stories. But were you involved in the choosing of it, or was it set, and then you were brought on as the director? What's the process? Yeah, the latter, the latter, yeah. I mean, I wish I could say that I've wanted to direct this my whole life and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, they needed the director to do it, and I, uh, I said I'd do it. And I'm so happy because this is, a, to me, a real mature 
Neil Simon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, it's, it's not just the joke factory, you know I, what I mean? It's, I had forgot how serious it got until Monday wow. night. I haven't seen the film wow. in, in a lot of years. Yeah. But I had forgot how... I knew there were jokes and I knew there were laughs yeah. in it. Yeah. You know, Richard Dreyfuss is stuck in my mind as, as, as the, the character that stuck yeah. to me. Kevin Spacey, by the way, played him on yeah, yeah. Broadway. Right. Yeah. I forgot how... How deep it got! And oh how, my God! How personal it got. The other Especially night, you were character. here. Yeah, we we had a press night where we had an invited audience for a dress rehearsal, and I was telling these guys last night we had another rehearsal that by that scene with Mama and Bella, yes, where Bella confesses to what she did when she was young. I was in the back, and I'm the director. And I'm watching the audience, and they were enraptured. Yes, you could not hear a breath at that point. You know, which is pretty big for a theater. You know, to because people are coughing or you know yeah. talking to each other. This was not it trying was to hide their phones. Pretty yeah, yeah. I had to kick Jody out for that one. <laughs> well, well, you know that's that's it, but it was I li- that's why I like that particular Neil Simon play movie whatever. It's just it's not happy. It's life. You know, life is right. The, like yeah. the the, the ca- they're not um, caricatures. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, you not know, one dimensional. They're, they're yeah. not one dimensional. I mean, like. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of the people of the the grandma's generation, like they had to be like that to yeah. live. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all her kids are kind of like all her kids are kind of like people. You know, they're not perfect. You know, and they all got like scarred by bad parenting because we all do. You know, yeah. because kids don't come with a manual. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was snapping some pictures the other night that are on on the Mile High Show. dot com. Yep. Uh, <laughs> One of the things it, after going through, you know, at, when I got home that night and going through, I d- it it didn't click until I was seeing them frozen, you know, watching yeah, yeah. those still images. Uh-huh. Were the levels that JP that you brought to your character mm-hmm. as Louis just in your interactions with the kids yep. when you would draw them to you when you were you know giving the boys hugs and and you definitely brought a deeper layer than what i've seen in like roles what is that something that you were consciously trying to do is that was just something that was coming to you in the, as you as you were preparing for the role well thank you for the compliment um first of all it's neil simon yeah you know the 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 writing is remarkable and lest we somehow infer that this is a uh or imply that this is a dirge, it's still a very funny yes. and, you know, delightful oh, sure. show. There's yeah. just a lot of humor and a lot of laughs and a lot of love involved in this. But it's, but it, like I said, it's got this depth to it. Um, I was just trying to commit to the character. Yeah. And the character, I think, that uh, that I found is absolutely in love with these boys. Um, and, yeah. and they've made it easy for me to find love with them, you know. Yeah, and there's a thing about life reflecting art have they, that's a cliche they use and I watched this guy JP sitting next to me um, he you know his character Louis is sort of mentoring these kids yeah. and then he finds out that maybe they want to be like him and he, he decides to like turn yeah. on them because he doesn't want them to do that but as an actor JP is doing that you know, behind, you know when we're not work on stage or, or you know the char- in character mm-hmm. I should say he's mentoring these young boys about acting which I thought was such a beautiful thing to yeah. watch. You know, it's happening on stage, and it's happening, you know, when we're not on stage. Go into that a little more, both of you, uh, Jim and JP. Talk about the the, the cast. Well, I want to know. Let me just finish. Oh, please go, go answering yeah, that first question about how I found this character. It had as much as anything to do with Jim, and you know the way Jim directs, the way Jim guides, the way Jim trusts, and so. You know, we found, I think all of us as actors found that depth. Uh, and and it's, it's a particular approach to acting that I've developed over the years. And finding, I, I teach a class called, the, um, you know, character development and, you know, finding out mm-hmm. three-dimensional characters we talked about. But so, um, but you were, you were just asking about uh, what was the next question? Just the cast. I want to hear about the cast. Let's highlight some of the, yeah, yeah. Some of the folks in there. Now, as you get there, let's kick off with uh, with Artie. He really stood out to me as as somebody to really watch in yeah. the future. Uh, one, who is he, and how old is he? He's uh, he's in eighth grade. Both the boys are oh, in eighth wow. grade. And I got to tell you, there's certain things, and I talked to less about. I think I talked to less about this, or somebody who's a musician that that this happens sometimes. You see it where someone has an inst- 
instincts for something. You know what I mean? And yeah. he has, this young boy has instincts for the stage. He just does. Uh, that he, he does things that I go, how did you know how to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just instinctual. You know, I mean, he has to be guided too about turning your back or turning, you know, yeah. move inside instead of outside and that kind of thing. But his instincts are he's, just amazing to watch. And, and who is this? He? Is his what, first play? Right? His name the is Artie? Asa Donahue, and he's in eighth grade. He, yeah. uh, That's his first play, right? This one? second play. Second yeah. play. Okay, second yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, he knows every character's lines. I mean, literally, <laughs> we would call him little dictator. Ed he's, uh, um, and yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was doing a scene with him in rehearsal one time. He's sitting on the couch, and I look over, and I can see him mouthing my lines. <laughs> um, but, he's t- yeah, he's terrific. But Both he's these still, kids, you know. He's the- still uh, amenable to taking direction. Absolutely. Yeah. He hits yeah. the beats, you know, because there's a... There's a yeah. beat. There's like something the going yeah, on. He's got a real. He's got a real yeah. comic timing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. Going on? He knows. He, like okay, now, now, now's my time. Yeah. And you could see him do that. Yeah. And you can see musician like musicians do that or listen to musicians do that. I'm Absolutely. Like, that's really good. Yeah. That was like wow, that's really cool. And this is his second play. So. And I've taken him aside a number of times and said, yeah. listen. You, I could see. I've been doing this my whole life. I, I always say to him, like you know, I'm I'm on my way stepping out, and you're stepping in, yeah. and I could see it. Yeah, and if if this is something you want to do, you can do it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. No, you got to yeah. want it, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bo- yeah. Both these kids Keep actually. Ears, Duncan has got great skills for Absolutely. a young man too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the it, other boy. Just twenty three character really kid? stood out. He did really yeah. well. Yeah, the guy's playing Jay. Twenty three. Twenty three plays. He's done already. I don't understand. Well, that's what that. it said. He's got I to was be acting like, since he was like. You know, yeah, like how, the, how, how did that happen, yeah. man? Like, well, I, I think he's done almost all musicals up till now. Yeah, this is um, his first real play. Yeah, I call it. And Grandma, Grandma, I worked with her um, in uh, Beauty Queen of Lenane by Martin McDonough, who is That's really wife, right? uh, hitting the, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. the screen awesome. right now. His this Terrific. three three post boards outside, three billboards, three billboards. In, yeah, he, he directed yeah. and wrote that. And oh he's wow, a terrific playwright. Well, I gotta so we worked together in cool. that play, and uh, she was I saw her right away as grandma when I was... My first exposure to Lou, her name's Louise, we call her Lou, um, was I was teaching an acting class in town. It's got to be at least seven or eight years ago now. Mm-hmm. And um, she showed up, and I don't think she'd ever done any work prior to this, and she kind of fell in love with it. And you could see she was doing some beautiful stuff. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's great. Um, you know, we're lucky enough to have Robin uh, in this play, Robin Allen, who's our executive director, but also... Uh, and she's playing? She's playing Aunt Bella. Bella, and Aunt okay. Bella, she's right here. Right my here. sister, Uncle Louis' sister, uh, Louise's grandma's yeah. daughter, um, she, you know, she's highly, highly experienced, very talented, and we're lucky to have her in the show. Yep. Um, and she's brought these nuances uh, to this yes. character. You know, Aunt Bella isn't, uh, I guess one of the phrases would be, she's not playing with a full deck or she's not all there. And she did clothes for repairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, would be, she would be what we, what they call bipolar nowadays. Yeah, yeah maybe. maybe. <laughs> give yeah. her some, some, yeah, some kind now, of diagnosis. One of the beauties of, of productions here at Prescott <laughs> Center for the Arts, PCA dot, mm-hmm. no, PCA dash, az.net is the layout of the theater it's it's a historical building an old church if i'm not correct mistaken. catholic yep. church now i had the luxury on monday night of sitting right here in the front, front row and literally what five feet four and a half feet right. from yep. the stage yep. to watch lou and i'm sorry robin robin especially towards the end in the in that last act right here feet in front of you and watching those expressions and watching the emotion they're putting into it. Now, not to say there's not a bad seat. Well, unless you're behind the pole, but there's really Poles. not. A, yeah, <laughs> there's, it's, it's a theater, very right? intimate theater. It's, it's set up nicely, but in these, in these front rows to be able to watch that emotion that they were really putting into their roles in the moment. Yes. It was incredible. Yeah. It was so captivating hey, to we just watch. one person. Who's the, like, the guy that's playing the dad? Well, two people, two, actually. Yeah. That's we, we, Ron Bowen, his name is. Yeah, yeah. Ron. Yeah, he was play, really good, too. Yeah. Playing yeah. my brother, doing great work, and then... I, I love the way you guys have his letter reading off to the side. There. Yeah, what, what you, in, the script, Jim, yeah. in the script, it's just a voiceover. You, and as a director, I don't want voiceovers. What would you, you know? call What do you call that? that like a... 
shot. I don't know what you would call it, where he's off to the side in the spotlight. Yeah, isolation. Yeah, Isola- I don't know yeah he just sets up. Uh, he, he's nice. on the road. Yeah, very yeah. nice. With a little yeah. train going yeah. in the back. Yeah, you yeah. hear the train. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry, and JP. Then, There's one more person. The, yeah, the other actress is Nancy. Um, yeah, Durnham. Yeah, Nancy Durnham, who works for the theater. She actually works in the administrative part of the theater. Yes. Uh, and she's just delightful. Yeah. Um, yeah, First time she, on stage in 36 now, years. I oh don't know her. God. I know her son Torrance pretty well. Torrance yeah, done cool, some yeah. work. That's who you met the other night, Torrance, the other oh, photographer the other kid. Photographer, yeah. 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 But she was, yeah. she was a Gert. Gert. Yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said, there's two other photographers here. I, I think I'll just take pictures of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she's doing a. Just a remarkable job. Yeah, it's a yeah. pretty complex character in herself. Um, yes. She's got this interesting sort of breathing and talking problem, yeah. which uh, gives it a lot of humor, but a lot of depth as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, again, folks can find out about the play PCA-AZ.net, yeah. and you're running We what? open tomorrow night. This will go up tonight. two weeks. Okay. Uh, there'll be uh, matinee on Sunday, matinee on Sunday, and one Saturday matinee. Nice. Uh, so we we have a good little run. I wish it was longer, but they run for two weeks. If it's a musical, they run for three weeks here. Nice. Um, and uh, cost at the door for you know. cost at the door is twenty one dollars, I believe. And is there's it? Yeah. Uh, something called a uh, processing fee, which we you know I'm, I'm on the production committee, which we talk about trying to explain to people. You know, it's a ticket thing. Yeah. Where yeah. they take care of all of the machinations that happen with the. Tickets. The, yeah. That's only if you want to pay. No, it's time. no matter that's what. At the door too. Even if you're paying at the door, mm. yeah, you have to pay into that. Like Which I, I, I don't want to make a negative thing about it, but it's yeah. worth it to come in a digital world to watch live theater. I was going to say know. at twenty twenty something bucks. Yeah, you're coming in. You're seeing local talent, extremely high level yeah. local talent. Months of rehearsal. You're supporting local artists, which Correct. is huge. Yeah, and it's going to cost you that to go to a movie and get a soda. Yeah. Don't even think about the popcorn. Gonna and cost, you're not, that's going to cost the soda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, you guys, you guys have candy and soda sales here, like like, like water, parks? fresh water, okay, and uh, stuff like that. And you're wa- and you're walking distance from uh, from a great after show refreshments right down Correct. at, at Courthouse yeah. Square. Yeah, what's, as we used to say in New York, a, a knife's throw away. <laughs> <laughs> what's up next for you, Jim? What what's what projects uh, do you have in the in the hopper? Well, I'm hoping to uh, maybe I, I'm a little disappointed because my partner here can't do it, but. There, there's a Shakespeare coming up at the end of the season called Comedy of Errors, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of uh, auditioning for to be in that as an actor. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. remarkable director too. She's yeah. terrific, Melanie. Yep. JP, Melanie what's on schedule for you? You got a I have, projects. Uh, I've been cast in a musical. Believe it or not, talking about musicals called Big River, directed by Kathy Hahn, and uh, I've got a lovely role in that. Now, the last time that I did anything remotely resembling a musical. Um, the, uh, the not legitimate plays as my friend Jim thinks, um, <laughs> um, was in high school and I played Tevya in oh, Fiddler on the Roof. So, um, it's a little nerve wracking, uh, uh, but I think I'm in good hands. And so, so who are you going to be? I'm going to be a character called the King. There are a ah, couple of shysters that, uh, show up in act two. Yeah. Now I'm not familiar with the the production, but you were giving me a little bit about it, and I'm anxious to see it. Tell me, tell us what the, uh, the gist the, of it. Um, the Mark Twain story yeah. about Huck Fenn and Jim, the slave, and about their journey. Um, and it's just, it's quite beautiful. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this opportunity. And your friend Paul's doing yeah, music Paul, for it. Paul, Paul is like his trying. Is, Paul who? He, Paul. Paul Epic, Epic has Epic. reached out to me to be part of the band. We'll see. Yeah. I got to see how much of a commitment yeah. it is. On that note, it's yeah. it, the music is by Roger Miller. Yeah, I was yeah. going to go there. Which that, is that, that, amazing. I was like, Beautiful which, stuff. I was like, I had no idea that he. Why is why has this not been made into a movie? <laughs> That's like my big. Yeah. When will production start on this? Um, to be honest with you, I don't know off the top of my head. We start soon. rehearsal in late February. Um, and then they're going to be, you know, several weeks of rehearsal and so, probably so in, yeah. in this early spring or late, uh, winter yeah, next to the last play. Yeah. So keep yeah. checking PCA dates in, dates yeah. for too. big yeah. river. Actually. Yeah. We're going to do, uh, somehow created a relationship oh, with nice. a company down there. We're going to take it on the road. A little Fantastic. Bit. Wow. So check PCA dash AZ dot net yes, for all the information <laughs> on there. And just on a side note, 
all the stuff we've talked about, these three guys here, the two involved in PCA and, of course, Les, not a serial killer lineman, <laughs> and about their history, the talent they're bringing to this production, and, of course, Neil Simon's Lost in Yonkers. Aside from all of that, Come get your tickets just so you can see JP in boxer shorts for a good Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the garters. I love them and the garter belts. Gentlemen, thank you all, all three thank of you, you so much oh. for, for taking time out. Matt, I good think to see you. As that always, my friend. Thank you. Good to see you, Les. Check, you, my check the archives at milehighshow.com for all of our past episodes. Of course, a lot of, uh, a lot of mic time with with less local musicians, local artists. Uh, Frank, and I'm going to butcher it, is it Malley? Frank Malley. Yeah, Malley Frank Malley yeah. from Fiddler on the Roof a couple months back. I had a great talk with him right here in this He'll very front He'll be playing row. my cohort in crime in Big River. Oh, He's nice. playing the Duke. So Check the archives. <laughs> go on there. And uh, above all, and you guys can all attest to this, the biggest thing is Find out where local artists are plying their trade, whether it be in front of a microphone with an instrument or with ink and paint and canvas yeah. or with the, the instrument of their voices and their expressions on stage and go out and support some local artists. Right you know, find what you like. You, know, you don't have to like everything or everybody, but there's somebody out there, that's, I'll guarantee, there's somebody out there doing something that you want to see, hear, like touch, eat, listen to. Something is out there. We do it here. And every dollar you spend here stays here. Yeah. yeah. And I got to, Matt, I got to thank you for what you're doing, man. Absolutely. Supporting the arts. You keep up the good work, brother. And yeah. if you have any listeners out there, if you have uh, a project or a an artist or an an event or something that you want to get the word out, info at milehighshow.com. Send me an email and, uh, and we'll... Uh, Travel on over with my trusty microphones and start chatting. And we'll even, with, it doesn't work without people like you. We'll even let no. let you talk for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you, guys.